Hi, this is Nick Olajczyk with the Oregon Employment Department. I'm here with Gail Krumenauer to talk about the latest special report on Oregon's workforce. It's about employer-provided benefits, offerings, enrollment, and rising costs. Gail, can you give us a little background on this new report? Once every five to seven years, the Employment Department surveys private employers across Oregon to ask them about the health, retirement, pay, leave, and other benefits they're offering to full and part-time employees. Without this survey, we don't have any state-specific information about the offerings that employers provide across the state. Well, let's start with talking about some of those offerings. First of all, how many private sector employers offer some sort of benefit to their workers? We found that three out of four private employers offered one or more benefits to some or all of their employees. So that means they could be offering annual pay raises or unpaid leave and nothing else, or they could be offering a variety of health retirement and other benefits to their employees. Well, I think a lot of people are going to be curious about health care benefits, what share of employers offer health benefits to their workers. We found that 59% of all private employers offered health benefits to some or all of their employees. Really, that top line number, the 59%, is mostly reflecting the share of employers that offered health benefits to full-time employees. The share is much smaller for part-timers. So only about one out of 10 employers offer health benefits to part-time employees. Does it vary by the size or the industry that the business is in? Yes, to both. So we see in some industries like wholesale trade or information, three out of four private employers are offering health benefits to full-time employees. Now in the sectors that are most likely to offer health benefits to part-time employees, which are private education services, healthcare, and professional technical services, in those sectors, it's only two out of 10 employers that are offering health benefits. So there's quite a difference. Similarly, we see that larger employers, so those with 50 or more employees, which may be some combination of full and part-time, but 50 or more total employees on their payroll, uh, nine out of 10 of them are offering health benefits. Now compare that with the smallest employers, and by that I mean those with between two and nine employees on their payroll, and only about a third of those employers are offering health benefits. Another benefit that employees are often very interested in is retirement benefits. Can you tell us a little bit about what's offered? Yes, so half of employers offered retirement benefits to their employees. Again, there's big differentiation uh, by size class. So eight out of 10 of the largest employers were offering retirement benefits. Uh, compared with one-fourth of the smallest employers. What about some of the other common benefits that employers offer? Among the most common benefit offerings uh, were paid holidays, which 54% of employers offered, and annual pay raises, which 51% offered. That's to full-time employees for both of those. For part-time employees, annual pay raises were among the most common as well, so 36% of employers offered that and 36% of employers also offered unpaid leave. Now the annual pay raises are something that we would expect to see being among the most prevalent benefit offerings, particularly as we have unemployment near record lows and employers have been competing for labor for several years now. So we've talked about the 
benefits that employers are offering their workers, but we know not all workers are going to take them up on those offerings for healthcare benefits or for retirement benefits. Can you talk a little bit about enrollment in these programs? Yes, we saw that three out of four eligible employees enrolled for health benefits. And by comparison, only about two thirds of eligible employees enrolled for retirement benefits. Why do you think that more employees don't enroll in such retirement benefits? We don't know for sure, but there are a few possibilities. The first is that retirement seems far off and conceptual to a lot of workers. Um, by comparison, going for a routine doctor visit and seeing what the bill looks like afterwards uh, would definitely prompt someone, either with or without health insurance coverage, to sign up if it were offered to them. Building on that, one of the things employers said in our benefits survey quite clearly was that health insurance costs are high. So if you're an employee and you have the opportunity to enroll in health benefits, that might also prompt you to take your employer up on the offer. Okay, well, speaking of the rising costs in healthcare, rising costs in general are another section of this report. So can you tell us a little bit about those? With the 2018 survey, we asked employers for the first time to give us open-ended responses about the most important way providing health benefits affected their business or workforce over the past year. Two-thirds of the employers that offered health benefits said some variation of high, higher, or ever-increasing health costs was the biggest impact on their business or workforce. We know that the average health insurance premium for an individual plan was more than $800, and the average premium for a family plan was about $1,300. And employers said, on average, they paid 88% of the individual plan cost and 62% of the family plan cost. So employers were taking on the majority of the cost burden related to health benefits. So if employers are taking on the majority of the increase, sounds like at least some of it's being picked up by employees also. Did the employers offer any information about this in the survey? Yes. Of the employers that offered health benefits, more than half said the employer share of premiums had increased over the past year. And about 40% of them said that the share of employee premiums had increased over the past year. So in some cases, the employer's taking on the extra cost when there is an extra cost. In some cases, they're passing that on to their employees. And in some cases, that's shared. And they gave many illustrative examples in their open-ended responses where they talked about it being a strain on their budgets, uh, eating into their profits, or that they were changing plans to higher deductible plans or different types of cost containment strategies that affected the employees. So I like that you're getting this um, open-ended responses from employers and they're talking about the difficulty dealing with the rising healthcare costs. Um, did they have anything positive to say about offering healthcare benefits to their workers? They, about 9% of the employers who offered health benefits cited the hiring and retention advantages of offering health benefits and another 5% of the employers that offered health benefits talked about how uh, their employees appreciated having those health benefit offerings. What about on the retirement side? Are employers also seeing rising costs for retirement benefits? 
Not as much. On the retirement side, employers were generally much more positive about the business and workforce effects of offering retirement benefits. More than one-fifth of employers who offered retirement benefits detailed those hiring and retention advantages. Uh, In their detailed comments, they said things about how if it's not a common practice to offer retirement benefits in their industry, it was an advantage to them to compete for labor, or talked about how it has become uh, something that's more more prevalent in the current labor market where people regularly asked about retirement benefits during interviews. Uh, They did also cite some of the same high cost examples that we saw on the health benefits side for retirement as well. But interestingly enough, they brought it back to health care a lot again. So examples of that, uh, some employers said things like retirement benefits were a great way to reward employees and had helped to some degree to substitute for the loss of health insurance benefits or had said with the extreme cost of health benefits, it affected how much they were able to contribute to their employees' retirement. All right. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk about the new report. Is there a way that listeners can find the full report online? Yes. If you go to qualityinfo.org, there is a page dedicated to our employer-provided benefits research with information, interactive graphs, and additional details. 